0: Back with more grassroots marketing on cannabisreal.com. And right now I'm with Madison
1: Shockley of Cadre.
0: There we go. It's CEO of Cadre and founder of the Cannabis Equity Policy Council. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But yes, first of all, I want to talk about Cadre now being embedded into Off the Charge, of the dispensary in South Los Angeles. And the launch of the opening just happened in the last week or so. So, yeah. It's really, Connery and Off the Charts partnered together to drive change. Uh, Talk to me about this. And obviously, we're talking to you while you're at the dispensary. So talk to me about how things have gone so far.
1: Yeah, things are going great. Uh, We're really excited to have such a wonderful partnership with a great dispensary chain like Off the Charts. Uh, Off the Charts has been expanding throughout the state of California and across the country really rapidly over the last couple of years. And uh, I initially partnered with them when they only had one location, you know, and uh, now that we're open, this has been a two and a half year process to get this store open. And now that we're open, we're the first collaboration store uh, with an off the charts. So this is an off the charts powered by Cadre. And Cadre is a cannabis product and lifestyle brand uh, that I'm the founder, co-founder of.
0: Now, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, and we'll talk more about Kadri very shortly, you know, in terms of what you're doing with that. What I wanted to go and find out more about is what drew my attention was the Cannabis Equity Policy Council. So it's being made up of cannabis equity entrepreneurs, social justice, nonprofit organizations, unifying to collectively address the gap in funding, educational resources, and legislative advocacy for cannabis equity policies, CEPC. So what can you tell me about what brought this together?
1: Sure. You know, I started CEPC a couple of years ago and the purpose was really to create an organization that represented social the voice of social equity across the state. You know, we have uh, six membership organizations uh, that cover Sacramento, uh, Oakland, San Francisco, Los Angeles, uh, San Diego. Uh, and Long Beach. And, and so those organizations make up the Equity Policy Council, and uh, we have reposition, representation in the state capitals, uh by having a lobbyist on staff, right? And so there's been a lot of policy that's going on over the last four or five years in the cannabis space that uh, includes social equity or has measures that impact social equity, but we haven't had a voice of our own in those policy discussions and representation of our own essentially for us, by us uh, in the state capital. And so I started CEPC to change that and have one entity that, you know, a lot of of equity entrepreneurs and advocates can uh, get behind collectively so that we can have our collective voice and, you know, have our say on all sorts of, policy uh particularly cannabis policy that affects social
0: equity fascinating now for in specifically for California is it just where you're feeling that, that California needs more of a voice from that from the from the community and and for the culture itself social equity needs to be better addressed
1: yeah it needs to be addressed better Nationwide really right we are focused in California uh my business is here in California uh, amongst a lot of other equity entrepreneurs that I know, but also a lot of policy is created here in California and then exported to other states uh, across the country. And so our focus here has really been to uh, create landmark legislation that uh, other jurisdictions will then emulate. And so we wanna take the best practices, implement those here so that they're also implemented across the country.
0: I only ask that because I know there's quite a few organizations we've talked to here on the program that have also been into that, into social equity, but also been very focused on in various states. While there, I don't know how many organizations have been really able to be very much of a nationwide uh, outreach. But uh, are there any organizations that you also partner up with at all in terms of other companies that have the same plight with you that help to bridge the gap on that awareness? Yeah. Are you talking about here in California or Or just other organizations that are also on the same plight that help you to connect, like to create a network of organizations that can help get the word to go ahead and work on social equity from a national front?
1: Definitely. Well, you know, our member organizations of CEPC, so we've got the UCA uh, in particular that's actually based in Sacramento and they're doing really great work up there on the ground. Uh, We've got LBCCC, which is doing great work on the ground in Long Beach. Uh, So our members of CEPC are organizations. And uh, and, and actually next year, we're going to be opening it up to uh, individual businesses uh, to become members of CEPC. But right now we are just made up of other equity advocacy organizations. Uh, There are other organizations around the country that have, you know, reached out to us and, you know, emailed or called asking for support and and guidance on, you know, how to organize what sort of policies have been effective, uh, that sort of thing. I mean, really from, you know, Chicago to uh, Maryland to uh, you name it, people are calling from, from around the country uh, to see what we've done and how they can implement that.
0: What is CEPC's stance when it comes to legacy operators? We are legacy operators,
1: you know, uh, social, social equity are folks that, you know, have been, mostly have been in this industry since before it was a commercial industry. Right. And, um, you know, many of us are legacy folks who had brands or had, you know, businesses that operated in the shadows before. And now, you know, with social equity, uh, policies were able to uh start commercial commercially licensed businesses you know uh and then there are Legacy operators that haven't qualified uh under the uh social Equity parameters uh that you know we also work with and and want to see be able to be a part of this commercial industry
0: so in California itself I know we've talked a lot about here on the grassroots we're going blunt business the other companion program this series is we've talked a lot about in New York and what they did to implement and roll out their adult use cannabis program there. And there've been issues where we talked to a number of people with, from the uh, side of social equity, where the amount of funding has been available, the amount of licenses that have been made available and who's been able to get those licenses. The other part has just been the amount of paperwork and the amount of time to get a store open and operated. Meanwhile, there are tens of thousands of, of illegal operators out there running on a regular muck. And, you know, law enforcement can only do so much to curb the illicit market there. And I know that California's had their own issues with illicit market where it can be up to about half of all sales being illicit market. I know that's been an issue that's been long standing. I remember the New York Times back in what, 2017, I think, reporting on that. So what are some of the areas that obviously California might get overlooked because of the issues where I can imagine tax revenues are too much of an issue. I imagine that. Funding is, you know, when they're looking, people are looking at new markets, they might overlook California. And the same thing goes for just the implementation, the rollout of putting a store like off the charts, powered by Cadre, and be able to get that being done. I mean, what can you tell me from your own experience and from what you're hearing that have been the issues that have been holding off, holding up for social equity licenses?
1: Yeah, uh, the resources from the government, from the state and local. municipalities, you know, uh, it is expensive, particularly in large cities like Los Angeles or San Francisco or New York uh, to start a, any sort of retail brick and mortar operation. And, you know, the there's just been a lack of will uh, from governments to fund properly these programs. You know, any economic development uh, program or mission needs massive funding to, to start it up. You're talking about under-resourced, underprivileged communities uh, that are trying to, you know, create an economic engine through the cannabis industry and to not have resources like loans and grants given in in large amounts because it is an expensive capital intensive uh, business and even access to real estate. You know, uh, these, these are things that you know, we've known are going to be necessary to support uh, the development of these businesses, but the will just hasn't been there to put the the resources in our hands. You know, uh, the, every, every excuse has been thrown out there from, oh, we can't give you guys this kind of money because you don't know what to do with it or or we just don't have the money or 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 whatever the excuse is. And so that's been a really big challenge. You know, it's it's been a lot of lip service and a, and a lot of um, you know, political posturing around equity, but the action and the resources that, you know, everybody would know would be necessary and required to make this successful just haven't been put forward you know, and and put into the hands of the right people. A lot of money has been uh, spent uh, through cities hiring contractors that are then supposed to help equity operators and, and then equity operators don't get the support that they need. And it's like, really, I just need the cash so I can hire the attorney I need. I can hire the CPA that I need. I can put the down payment on the property that I need. It's really like, cash capital that's needed to move and, and get these businesses started. Uh, but the resources have been spent in almost every area but those. You know, so that's been a, a challenge and a frustration uh, that I've seen over the last five or six years that equity has been uh, in legislation across the country.
0: We're going to talk about Cadre, thecadre.com, the e.com cadre.com. Some of the product line, which uh, you can encompass as flour, buds, pre-rolls, concentrates, and distillates. Uh, what can you tell me about the product line in terms of uh, what's been really popular among those? When you're seeing what's going off the, off the shelves the most?
1: The products have been flying off the shelf. To be honest, you know, we launched the brand about two months ago, and we're in about seven stores in L.A., and each of those stores have sold out about three times already in the last two months. And I think it's really the value proposition uh, that we're offering the customer. Uh, we have upgraded from three and a half grams to five grams. So all our all our bags are five gram offerings. Uh, and a couple of strains have really stood out. Uh, we have a, a strain called uh, Freedom Runs. And we also have a Caramel runs. And uh, those two strains have really been in high demand. Uh, so we also have apparel. Uh, we pop up at a lot of cultural events and we sell our Cadre apparel as well. Cadre is a cannabis brand, but it's also a lifestyle brand uh, where we bring community together. Uh, we participate and, and create culture uh, through working with different artists uh, music artists, fashion artists, uh, all those sorts of things. So uh, not only has our cannabis products been moving really fast, also our apparel our apparel has been moving as well.
0: All right, perfect. Again, thecadre.com, C-A-D-R-E. And we mentioned before, and I want to just make one more time before we go ahead and wrap things up, the Cannabis Equity Policy Council, what can you tell me in terms of What's being done now in terms of what are some of the programs you can tell us about that are in place or well, some of the things you're right now leading the charge on? We want to send people over to the website as well, cannabis-equity.org to sign up and be a part. What can you tell us about what the CPC has been actually been involved in right now?
1: Yeah, we've been heavily involved in this year's legislative session uh, in California, uh, focused on two bills in particular. Uh, one is SB51. Uh, which would extend the provisional licensing for social equity businesses. Uh, provisional licenses allow a dispensary or cultivation to operate uh, while they're still in the application process. So once you get past uh, you know, getting your property approved and things like that, you can operate while you're still going through your environmental reviews and different things like that. Uh, that expired last June. And so equity licensees who, you know, maybe got their license, but don't have a property lined up yet, or, you know, are still lining up funding to get their business started. They aren't able to operate under the provisional license. So they would have to go through annual licensure before they can start operating. And that process is just a lot longer and a lot more cumbersome. And in the meantime, you're paying rent, you're paying all the expenses of getting your business started. And uh, that's a that's a big issue because a majority of the social equity licensees that are out there uh, haven't began operating yet. So uh, now with that expiring, the road to them uh, operating is a lot longer. So SB 51 is a bill that would uh reinstate the uh, provisional licensure for several more years to allow social equity businesses to come online and and be able to operate while they're still in the application uh, process. And then another bill is AB 1111, uh, also known as the farmer's market bill, uh, a bill that uh, helps small farmers uh, mostly from, you know, outdoor uh, large cannabis producing regions like Humboldt County, Mendocino, uh, places like that. It would allow them to do limited retail sales at events. Uh, Right now, small farmers would have to uh, partner with licensed retail operators in order to sell at any special cannabis event uh, where uh, people are coming to, you know, explore different types of cannabis and find different farms that they want to support. Uh, And and so this bill would allow on a limited basis for farmers to do, you know, a few events a year where they can, they can sell, you know, at directly to consumer uh, in in their communities, you know, And, and that's a big deal because a lot of small farmers have been being wiped out by the way this industry has evolved a lot of large corporate players, uh, have come in and you know driven down the, the price of flour and you know for a small farm to meet all the regulations uh, in this commercial industry, it's very financially cumbersome uh, and they don't have a lot of ways to then make that money back uh, because licensing is so fractured into okay. different. so you got your cultivation, you got your distribution. You've got, you know, delivery, all these different things. And when you're just a small cultivator, getting your product to the end consumer can be challenging. And so AB 1111 is another bill that uh, we've worked on uh, with the
0: small farmers and the equity farmers. A lot of work going on over there. Now, hopefully Sacramento is paying attention and actually going to help apply the cause. I'll tell you, there's a lot of things that uh, I didn't know about, about California having those kind of issues still. Like I said, we hear so much report about New York. New Jersey, but you know, it's like almost like California and it's unfortunately it might be an afterthought sometimes. That's unfortunate to see that, but I'm glad that you have your, that organization and, uh, all that you're doing right now in California to help go ahead and further the plight. Again, Madison Shockley here, who is the chief uh, CEO of Cadre and founder of the Cannabis Equity Policy Council. Again, websites are the Cadre, dot and then Cannabis, uh, cannabis-equity.org, cannabis-equity.org. Madison, thanks for being on with us. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me anytime.